Hello, and welcome to another installment of The Weird Chronicles. Each episode, we bring you tales of action and adventure from Malifaux and the other side. On today's episode, we are introduced to an unusual card game. The rules may seem familiar, but in Malifaux, cards have great power, and the stakes are never low. I hope you enjoy Bayou 2 Card. Bayou 2 Card by Nicholas Volker It cost a handful of silver, a week's pay at the mine. At the time, it seemed like a good idea. Now he felt like finding that old man and putting him in the ground. Jeremiah looked out over the bayou and held the stick out in front of him. One end of the stick was painted red. He remembered asking the old man what the red was. It's blood. It's the blood of a man much wiser than you are. One that knows better than to seek his fortune in the swamp. It's the blood of a man that knows to stay away from that old witch. That knowledge is in his blood. Do you understand me? Jeremiah didn't understand. You take this stick and lay it in the water of the bayou. The stick will turn slowly. I know you'll see it turn. And when it stops, the red will point away from the heart of the swamp, because the blood knows to stay away from there. But the other end, the other end is the bit you're interested in. The other end will point right to her. It will guide you through the swamp, it will. It'll guide you right to her. Jeremiah trudged out into the boggy soil until it gave way to the stagnant water of the swamp. He was grateful that his leather boots kept his socks dry. Leaning forward, he put the stick down in the water. He'd expected some kind of mystical glow, a spark maybe. There wasn't any of that, but just as the man said, the stick turned in the water. The red end of the stick pointed directly behind him, back to the city of Malifaux. The other end, though, that was the end he was interested in. It pointed into the inky darkness of the bayou. Jeremiah lit his lantern and started on his way. Don't sit in one place too long, the old man's voice continued in Jeremiah's head. And keep your lantern lit. You'll know you're getting close because the sounds of the swamp will still. There is an uneasiness about that place that keeps most critters away. I reckon they've got the right idea. One thing, though. Toads. The place will be crawling with toads. The toad never hurt anyone who wasn't a fly, so you don't need to worry about them. But they're a sure sign you're almost there. She doesn't seem to have any issue with toads. And just as the old man had said, the darkness of the swamp pressed in around him. It was an oppressive darkness, more than just the absence of light, but the substance of blackness. The night didn't swallow the light of his lantern. It smothered it, sure as if he'd put a shade over it himself. 
The light penetrated only a few feet in front of him, but it was enough to see the stick when he floated it, and so it was enough light to press on. The thick darkness seemed to muffle the sounds of the swamp too, so that his sloshing boots were the only sound he heard. You'll know her because she's the only body living out in that cursed place. But you'll also know her by the game she offers. Have your wager ready. And your coins. She'll have hers. Bio two card is what they call the game. And you'll have one hand to play. If you win, and I'm sure you will, son. I'll see you back here fresh as a schoolgirl in the morning. If you lose, I don't think I have to tell you, but nobody will be seeing any part of you ever again. Jeremiah stopped and fetched the stick from behind his ear. He placed it down in the water and moved his lantern in close to watch it turn. There was a sound. The first sound he'd heard in some hours was not his own. It was a low, long croaking sound. It was the sound of an ancient tomb pushing open, or the sound of a dying man's last breath. There was a sudden splash, throwing muddy water all over his face, and in his fright Jeremiah toppled over backwards into the swamp. He cursed himself at being startled by the croak and splash of a toad, but real fear gripped him as he frantically searched for the magic stick. The bog had claimed it, and with it any chance of reaching the witch, or finding his way back home. Come to play a game, have you? Was the sound he heard from the darkness when his struggles faded. Jeremiah lifted his lantern, and the dim light illuminated the ugliest face a woman ever had the misfortune of wearing. Her skin was dotted with sickly warts, and her breath was like the wind across a decaying carcass. And toads, everywhere, just as a man had said, they collected at her feet and peeked out of the pockets of her coat. It was all he could do to nod and not retch at the sight of her. She turned away, and he realized that he was at the threshold of an old rickety shack. He leaned in, and the light of his lantern filled the tiny space. There were all sorts of jars on all sorts of shelves, containing unidentifiable contents like pickled vegetables in a pantry. There was a cot in the corner, and a wood stove, too. The old witch lit the stove, and the room instantly filled with a ruddy glow and an inviting warmth. She beckoned Jeremiah inside, and he closed the door behind him. Taking a seat at the table, the hag produced a worn deck of cards and pushed them across the table. Jeremiah realized she meant for him to shuffle the deck, and so he took up the deck and started at it awkwardly. He wasn't able to manage the fancy fanning motion the card sharks at the saloon were known for. Instead, he simply cut the deck into several pieces and stacked it back together again. The old woman snatched the deck with her long, hooked fingers and quickly dealt two cards off the top for both of them. You know this game, do you? I do. Ante for your cards, then, son. From his coat he produced a small leather pouch. He'd filled the bottom of it with stones to make it appear that it was full of coins. The reality was he only had five coins in there. He'd hoped that would be all he needed to reach the end of the game. He fetched one of the silver coins from the bag and set it out in the middle of the table. It would be the only coin he'd play.
The witch set a bit of silver down next to it and dealt the first card, the Queen of Masks. Oh, the cards are speaking to me. Can you see? Jeremiah noted with some uneasiness that the image on the card bore more than a passing resemblance to the witch that sat across from him. Still, there was a game to play and he kept his mind on that. He dipped his head down and peeked in at his cards. It was a good card for him. With the Queen and Jack of Rams in his hand, that put him at a pair already. Despite his fortune, his face was stoic and he could tell the witch was frustrated at the absence of a tell. She turned over another card and placed it down beside the Queen of Masks. Ah, and this is you. I have no doubt at all. The Jack of Tomes is the industrious man, and you have come to see me. The Jack of Tomes, he covets the treasures of the court, just as you covet that fancy girl. The witch grinned a wide, rotten smile of satisfaction at the shaken look growing on Jeremiah's face. The witch turned over a third card, the final card in the rail. The Three of Crows, the Death of Love. She lifted her eyes toward him, smiling at the ill fortune the card suggested. Do the cards still favor you, boy? Will you play on? Jeremiah was stunned. The woman had somehow divined his purpose for coming. Perhaps it was the old man. Had he told her? He did seem to know a lot about the witch, and he knew the secret of finding her. He narrowed his eyes, stealing his courage again. His resolve was helped by the fact that he now sat on two pair. I will play. I call. The witch nodded her head and acted immediately, drawing a new card to lay beside the others. The Jack of Masks, who is the shepherd of all fears. Jeremiah could not believe his luck. The queen and two jacks on the table joined his queen and jack in hand for a full house. It was a good, solid hand. His mind was racing in his excitement. He couldn't think of another hand the table could offer that would beat his spread. The game was not over, however. If he spooked the witch... She could fold and give up the game without paying him what he had come for. He maintained that stoic countenance, despite his fears and despite the excitement that wound in his gut. He nodded his head and said, Call. The witch tapped her knuckles on the table, indicating her call, and drew a final card from the deck. The Seven of Rams, for a difficult choice to be made. It was time for final bets, and the witch lifted her hand and removed her hat. In the tangled mess of her hair, a toad had nested and let out an angry bark as his home was disturbed. But there was something else as well. She took a balled-up wad of paper and added it to the pot. Jeremiah followed suit. He did covet a fancy girl. She was the governor's daughter, and she was the reason he'd come. The witch, should he win would grant him his desire, and he wished to be rich enough to court and win the lady. Now the witch had known, he was certain the old man was her accomplice. When he became a gentleman, he'd have means to take care of that one. Reaching into the leather bag that held his rocks and coins, Jeremiah drew out a folded piece of paper. He added it to the witch's wad 
and the two coins they had put in for the ante. The bets are placed. The time for folding has passed. The winner will take the pot and the pledges we have placed there. The loser, bound to fulfil the contract he has offered. Jeremiah nodded his head, and at the witch's prompting, turned over his cards. The time for bluffing had passed, and he felt no compulsion to conceal his joy. He grinned from ear to ear at his good luck. A full house, jacks over queens. In his excitement, he had shot to his feet, spilling over his chair behind him. The witch lifted a finger to silence him, and all the swamp obeyed the gesture. Time grew long at this final moment, and Jeremiah realized he was holding his breath. The silence was eerie, like a crypt where no living thing stirred. The witch lowered her hand and turned over one card at a time. The mother of liberty, the queen of terms, and the comfort of the dead, the queen of crows. It was a full house, again, but queens over jacks. Lifting her head, the hag's toothy grin was the grin of a predator in anticipation of its meal. With the same measured slowness she had treated her cards, she reached out into the middle of the table and drew out Jeremiah's scrap of paper. Unfolding it, she turned the page so that the man could read it. The words were clear. He knew what they said. He wrote them. In bold, blocky letters was written, I pledge to grant your one desire. Jeremiah McCoy. Jeremiah was white as a sheet. What is it you want? Said with barely a whisper. Your spleen. Don't I need that to live? The witch produced a long angler's knife from beneath the table. Don't know. No one's ever survived the taking. That's it for another episode of The Weird Chronicles. Join us next time for more tales of action and adventure.